You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. And go. What's up, duckies? What's up, duckies? This is Manny Oso. And I am Nikki Trends, and you are listening to Bubble Bath Stories, your favorite 15-minute podcast. We're trying to keep it 15 minutes. I mean, we, we really do, I promise you. This week, we have a fun guest. We are talking all things movies and cinema. Special guest, please tell us who you are. And what you do. Hey guys, uh, my name's Antonio. Thank you so much, by the way, for having me on your show. You. Really fun show. Really looking forward to talking with you guys. It's been uh, it's been a minute. Looking forward to this. So this it, this could go one of two ways. It could either be great or it could be terrible. Either way, it should be good for your listeners. <laughs> well, we, we tend to make our guests look better because they always know more than us. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're talking about movies here and this guy can go. I'm pretty dumb, Manny. I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> if you're willing to make a book about this kind of subject, then no, yeah. you probably got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the book first of all. It's it's officially dropped. Mm-hmm. Let's yes. get the name. Let, it's self-published. This is all yes. of you, and I believe you know. We actually found you. We saw a sign for your Kickstarter. Yeah, and yes. we were like, "Oh, what is this? This looks interesting." And ever since then, that's where we reached out, and you know, we really try to make this happen, which we're really excited about. Definitely. Um, I actually I remember because we were out, we were just out, out going and trying to find a bar or something. And I saw the sign, and I was just like, "Hold on a second, look at this, like." <laughs> This is interesting. Like, who? First thing I thought to myself was like, anybody that's got time to sit there and look up all of these films <laughs> has something to say. Yes. So yes, that was um, when I was actually trying to. I was I was so close to in the end of the self publishing process, and I had just totally run out of cash, totally ran out of funding. And I reached out to people um, for this uh, for this GoFundMe fundraiser. Yeah. And um, people were very generous. People were very supportive, surprisingly. And it was hard for me to actually ask for help. Oh, yeah. um, but I got to a point where I needed to. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the book is called The Cinephile Catalog. It's currently out now on Amazon. Um, and uh, I don't know when this will release, but the print version should be should be coming out or if it's not out already uh and basically it's a film journal but it's different from kind of like the other film journals that you've seen where you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting you're doing a lot of the hard work of looking up these movies where i you know and again this is me kind of like looking for a film journal that i thought i could find but it wasn't out there so i just decided to make one myself and uh, I was really happy and um, really surprised with uh, with with how it came, with how it all came out. It was just so it's and even now, like I'll see like the version of the book on online, and I'll see kind of like the printed version, and I'm just like, yes, this is exactly what I was looking for. And and in that way, I was you know thinking other people might uh, be interested in this. Other other movie lovers might want to you know add this to their collection. Um, so to speak. So, and it just goes perfectly, right? It just goes, it's such a great companion to keeping track of what you've seen, um, 
knowing like what your favorites are, learning about new movies, which which I was really interested in. So it just yeah, this this love letter to movie lovers everywhere is is kind of how how I was inspired to to come up with it. And it started off just for me. Yeah. I was kind of like stuck in the 2020. I was doing my 2020 bid <laughs> as we all were. <clears throat> Yeah, being locked up. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it started off very simply where I just kind of grabbed the old notebook and kind of just writing in like, oh, these are the movies of the year that, you know, I should watch and that I have watched. And then it became this whole big, sprawling, obsessive Darren Aronofsky-like thing where I just became totally like immersed in the research. And once Excel came into the picture... Oh my god. Yeah, it just just like it was just like wow, yeah, this is not just for me. This is for everybody. I mean, what was what were people in your circle say when you were like, I'm going to write a book about movies? Was it were they like, "Okay, were they welcoming about it? Or were they like, uh, like, uh, you know, whatever's helping you through this 2020 bid?" <laughs> uh uh they were not surprised. Uh, <laughs> if you know me, if you know me in, in this uh, IRL life, um, you know that I love movies. And it was just a way for me to kind of communicate my love of movies to everybody. And it became this, I'm telling you, it became this thing where I was like inspired and obsessed and doing the research and every day was a grind. And I sometimes I wanted to give up and sometimes I didn't think I would be able to actually finish it. And even, even recently like just a couple of months ago before i actually hit to publish weeks before that i was thinking like how the hell am i going to get this done like, but i got it done thank you yeah. thankfully Thank and you. Uh, it's it's out there have you guys i know i i i'm pretty sure i sent you yeah a version of yeah. the book we, what, what did you guys think so I actually here's the I'm thing gonna that, let him answer first. I, here's the thing that I found really interesting because um I'm I was curious about when I was reading through through the one you sent us um as far as like who who the target really is as far as who you're looking for to really read it because let me tell you the type of, I know there's a bunch of type of movie watchers out. There. I know you're big into nostalgia porn as well, Manny. Yo, yes. here's the thing. This is the type of movie. <laughs> When a movie's on, I cannot help myself but to look up what things about the film. It's annoying. Even actually. while I'm watching it. Like I'll so, if I'm at home, I'll pause it and I'll be like, wait a second, what are they talking about here? It's really the worst. And then I'll look it up because I gotta know, you know? When I was growing up, I used to buy DVDs just for the commentary. <laughs> so I feel reading, you. reading through this, the most of it I was thinking was like, Oh, this is great because like I'm the type of person that would write down like, oh, did you guys know that this person, <laughs> da, 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 da? like I look up random facts about films. Is that? <laughs> I can tell. Or, is, or who would you say you thought about when you were making this book? What type of movie watcher? Uh, it's you know it's for all types. I think I think yeah. it's whether you're you know a kid in high school, um, who's just learning about movies. That's how I kind of really got wrapped up in, um, you know, movie watching as a hobby and as, you know, a part of my lifestyle. 
um, watching old Stanley Kubrick movies and, and watching, you know, Tarantino movies and the Coen Brothers movies and, you know, Scorsese and Spielberg. And you can go on and on. Yeah. Um, and just learning about this stuff uh, and, and being open to kind of like different perspectives. Uh, and that's what's so cool about movies, right, is that they give you a window into like all these different areas of humanity, I guess you could say, um, and just through great storytelling, right? Yeah. Um, so it, in that way, it was really great to just write something. Like I wanted to write something for myself, Mm -hmm. But it became this thing where it just spoke this kind of like universal language to I feel like everyone who likes movies, who wants to get into movies, who wants to, you know, learn about movies, whether it's, you know, if you're a horror fan, um, but you're not into documentaries so much, you could learn about new documentaries. Or if you're, you know, a, a mom that you just kind of want to go through all the movies that you've seen with your kids um, you could do that as well, and you can and you can revisit, you can revisit those moments, uh, and that was sort of you know who I wanted to talk to. Just whether you're just starting out as a kind of like a new film enthusiast, or if you're you know a straight up movie nut like I am, admittedly yeah. I'm a cinephile, unabashed. I, I don't know. I work in television, but like I don't know if my appreciation for movies. I would say is the same as I feel about television. I do definitely yeah. enjoy to, I'm nothing like him. I'm just watching the movie. I got no, I, there's like no insight. I'm just like, oh man, I really like that. <laughs> like, I like the story. Yeah. But I feel like, I, you, would you think like the book is also for me as well? Cause like, I'm like television. I'm like, how do you have 22 episodes worth of ideas are now 10. Yeah. Like, how do you break through? Like, that to me is like crazy. But when I was going through this list, I was like, oh, I've actually seen this. Oh, I've seen this too. Oh, I, it like made me realize I actually watched a lot of these movies, but I'm not as insightful as Manny here when it comes to it. it it's a guide. It's a guide. It's a, it's a sort of like a fun. My, so, my whole main thing. So there's two answers to that question. Um, when I was kind of thinking about the things I wanted to speak to you guys about on bubble bath stories, as awesome as that is, it's just so awesome being with you guys here, by the way. Um, there, there are definitely recently, I think too, especially TV and the worlds of TV and cinema are kind of blending yes. where you could be kind of totally taken by, I think the first show that I like hardcore binged was Breaking Bad and you okay. can't avoid, so, or, and, and, and other shows too come to mind, like The Sopranos, 24, where they, they do have this really cinematic aspect to it, but it's just longer. Yeah. Um, and, and even like um, my niece was asking me, what were some of your favorite movies that have come out recently? And I told her Twin Peaks season three, and she didn't fully understand that. But in a way, Twin the last season of Twins and Twin Peaks is just an 18-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, so there's that. And, and as for the other side of that, you really... This is sort of like the weirdest byproduct of this book, is it helps you remember. 
So yeah. it helps you, it, it helps you remember like, yeah, I saw this and that, but then you're like, oh, wait, I saw this on like a terrible date with this douchebag. <laughs> or I, I saw this movie when I was going out with like work friends, or I saw this movie crazy high when I was with, you know, my grandma or whatever, whatever, whatever memory you remember, I feel like this book really helps you, especially like, uh, for me, some of the older movies, like 1997, when I was in high school, I was just thinking back and it just, this flood of movie memories came back to me. So that's sort of one of my favorite byproducts of the book that I didn't intend at all yeah to occur but yeah it was it was just one of those one of those weird things like the discovery and the rediscovering yeah and the remembering uh i i i love that i love that about the um about the cinephile catalog i um i i was reading through the examples of the mark of the way to mark down everything and just the way you were saying that just had me reminded me of that because some of it you put down things like oh saw it on a flight or only watch yeah. some of and you put like somebody put like I watched thirty percent percentage. How do you measure the percentage of how much you saw? But no, that that is um that's something. That well, I and Manny, you could do it however you want. You want to do ten percent, fifty percent, and then you could just mark later that you finished watching it. You know. <laughs> but the funniest thing is how you say like to write down memories of who you were with or the situation you were in to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has there been like something that you rewatched lately that you really thought like, wow, I'm really looking at this at a different light? Uh, no, most of the old stuff I watch just makes me think how old I am. Really? It's like fucking old. Here's the reason I bring it up. So let's talk movies for a second. Recently, let's talk. I rewatched Batman Forever. Right. Great movie. And I gotta tell Great you, movie. when that I was a Batman. kid, I did not appreciate that movie for what it was. Now rewatching it in my 30s, I I would argue with someone that's probably the best Batman movie. Because of the story. <laughs> like I mean, and I, I like Jim Carrey's comedic performance as the Riddler yeah. in that he he tapped into that like old 60s Batman show Riddler. Yeah. I think in a way that, and it brought it to, to new audiences, but that was like his, like those years, he was just untouchable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Jim Carrey for all his choices, good and bad, but yeah, no, Batman Forever. I could, I could turn that movie on right now and be like, totally like, you know, Holy Island, Batman. Like, it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> Jones for what he brought to that. Cause I mean, he really tried being Two-Face. But they only give them so much. They they give them so much that they can. Michael Keaton's the best Batman. I don't care. I don't care who says what. Michael Keaton the best Batman. Okay. <laughs> who's the best Batman? And Tony, who's the best Batman? <sighs> okay, so I'm ending this interview. <laughs> I grew up with Michael Keaton, and there's a lot to love about Michael Keaton's Batman in terms of where what we can do now with Batman and superhero movies in general and what they were able to do back then, I thought it was awesome. My favorite Batman, I would say, is is a two-parter answer. So Christian Bale, for me, okay, well, yeah. was an amazing uh, yeah. Batman because he was able to do Bruce Wayne, like, oh, amazing. 
Like he he right. channeled his inner psycho yeah. to really give you a Bruce Banner that was a hundred a Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh my god, don't cancel me. Throw her out the window. <laughs> done. You're done. This interview's over. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Brought that to light for Bruce Wayne. So yes, I absolutely agree. Who's the who's the contender? And and actually, Cillian Murphy was actually contending. He auditioned to be uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman. So it was between Christian Bale and Cillian Murphy and Killian Murphy. Uh, weirdly enough, I think he would have killed as Batman. Um, but uh, and the other one I will say is Ben Affleck is a pretty like in terms of just action. In terms of the action that they have him do. And the and he does really tap into Bruce Wayne Wayne really well, where I really en- like am entertained by. All right, I'll give uh, you his, his brute like go back and see um his action sequences. They're by far like the most impressive Batman fights. Yeah, is I Ben mean, Affleck's lift with the thing on his legs. I was like, all right, this guy is taking it serious. <laughs> yeah, he was dope. He was dope, and I and I. And I really like Robert Pattinson as Batman as well. He did a great job. He was, he was, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Uh, although I do wish he had bought a hotel. That was my only complaint after I watched it with my friends. I was like, I wish he had done just a little bit more of like the buying the hotels and, you know, the, the, the bourgeoisie kind of lifestyle. But I think they'll probably uh, get to that in later you think about Michael Keaton redoing Batman for Flash. I can't believe that movie's coming out. But yeah. <laughs> That's a different show. That's a whole different episode. It'll be fun. Um, it'll be. F- I think it'll be fun because I'm hearing nothing but great things about The Flash and the fact that it wasn't canceled and locked up in a vault like Batgirl was is probably or, a good sign. Or like the actor himself. Yeah, I locked yeah. up the vault. <laughs> locked up the vault. Um, let's it's award season, right? Yeah. And I got you you guys are super into movies, regardless of what critics say, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Do award shows even mean anything anymore to the success of a movie? Oh, are you are you asking me or do you are you asking Manny? I wasn't sure who you were talking to there. To be honest, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to overstep. Yeah. Um, award shows are fun. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, I'm starting to. I personally, anything that's nominated for an Oscar, I don't watch because I'm already like I'm not going to be into it, and I think they're overrated. But there's definitely a lot of movies that get snubbed that I think are great films. So like it's I love that you still love award shows, but like do you think like if you're nominated for an Oscar, do you think that automate automatically makes your movie great? Great. So I um yes and no. Uh it's more of a thing where like the older I get the less fun they are. Where I kind yeah. of am just kind of recognizing like, oh these are really famous rich people giving other really famous rich people these golden statuettes and and other stuff. So, you know, when I was younger, I appreciated like learning about movies through award shows. And I still do. Um, I get to learn about movies that weren't necessarily on my radar, but I might check them out um, for, you know, award show season or what have you. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and and weirdly enough, I still do, I still do like the nominations when they're <laughs> when they're announced. Like when they say like, oh, the Golden Globes are out or the Oscar nominations are out. I'm like, fuck yes, let's <laughs> see this list. I want to tear this list to shreds and love this list. Let's see it. Um, so yeah, I, I I do like award shows. They're not look. I've been doing acting in New York for a while, so I kind of know like the whole production side of it, and I do know it's supposed to be like like I'm I I would love if they took a little few more chances. Mm. Like I want I would love to see John Stewart host the Oscars again. I would love to see. Chris Rock or Jim Carrey host the Oscars one day, uh, or Chris Rock again, but imagine Jim Carrey hosting the Oscars. That'd be so much fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I have fun with it, but I also keep a distance because I kind of have my own sort of like <laughs> ingrown yeah, reaction to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, no, that's pretty, that's good. Um, as far as, and if uh, you've ever seen the Oscars on like a movie screen, that's you actually know, awesome. I just don't know. I don't think there's been a year where I was willing to go and see all that because I, I, just like you said, like you'll look at the list and you'll tear it apart. I'll do the same thing. As soon as these lists come out, I'll, I'll message her and I'll just be like, who watched that? <laughs> yeah, but some of them will be like, how is this movie not on there? I will say we we had decided that we were gonna riot if Coco didn't win an Oscar. Like we were ready yeah. to riot, and then it won, and we didn't have to riot. That movie so, made me cry. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, we Coco were, is so good. We yeah. were the only two grownups in the in the theater, and just like crying, just like oh yeah. my god, my abuelita, like I just have to call, yeah. like just like sob. I was like, let little Miguelito play the guitar. Like that movie was probably one of the very few movies that I was like, oh shit, like yeah. this is for the culture for real. Even though it was Disney, but has there been a recent film that you watched that has really made you feel like, whoa, this is emotional. People need to watch this. That's emotional. Um, I, I loved from this year, from this past year, I loved everything everywhere all at once. We have to watch and that. What it's is, such what is a, that? uh, well, you're putting me on the spot, but I'll basically, it's a very <laughs> long story kind of movie. When you sit and you watch it, you'll be like, how the fuck did I ask Antonio to explain this? <laughs> uh, so how, is it explaining Cloud like, Atlas? <laughs> It's it's not Cloud Atlas level. It's way more. I think it's way more understandable. Oh, <laughs> it's way yeah. more accessible. Um, but uh, Michelle Yeoh, fucking legendary act actor, um, especially with like you know you look back at some of her like work and some some of the most fun action movies that have come out ever, and even Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Revisit that. It's a beautiful movie. There's some awesome action and it. it's like the perfect like movie for everyone yeah. but um in terms of like like uh, I'm so one of the questions I get asked is what kind of like what's my favorite genre right like what's my favorite type of movie and you know action definitely comedy definitely horror but I think deep down can I can I can I be real with you guys for a second I'm gonna yeah, just because this is cool. This is bubble bath, so I feel like 
we can yeah. we can talk about stuff, right? I'm a I think I'm a I think I'm a cult movie guy. I think cult movies speak to me in a way that no other movie speaks to me. Yes. And they come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Like they could be funny, they could be scary, they could be serious, they could be sad. Uh and I feel like Everything Everywhere All at Once is one of those great cult movies. But it, it does have a following. So, you know, generally cult movies they get their following later on. Yeah. But it was the it, it tapped into something. I don't know what I don't know what it was, but I just love going back to that world and I love that movie. If I, I will riot if it doesn't win <laughs> Best Picture. But but Best Picture will most likely go to the Fablemans. I feel like it'll be Fablemans or it'll be everything everywhere all at once. Do you do you go back often and watch older movies that you're that you saw a while ago just to just to revisit? Or do you I should movies? Because there's a I lot. should do that more. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't tend to rewatch movies I've already seen. So don't feel bad. I, I like the excitement's not there. Like I already Yeah. I lived through it. I saw it. I feel good. <laughs> I move on. You just you just keep it moving. You're you're a clock. You just keep I going. I can't do that <laughs> right now because like I kind of feel like a lot of the big big hits and big blockbuster films are turning more towards like either remakes or continuations, you know? And because of that, it actually makes me go back and watch the source material a lot, right? So, like, mm -hmm. the new Hellraiser movie that came out on Hulu last year, right? Yes. Yes. Just because of that, I went back and watched the first four Hellraiser films. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you did something like that for a new movie? So you, so you guys know, this is a unspoken Hollywood rule. I'm going to let you in on a Hollywood secret here. Oh, shoot. So, cover... Right. Earbuds. Earbuds. Um, uh, they will a lot of times when you see something repackaged, an old movie remade. Uh, Hollywood does seem to work in 20 year cycles. So, if there was a movie, and this is you know, if you watched the movie when you were 10, mm -hmm. Manny, probably you saw Hellraiser, poor little, poor little, poor little also, Manny. comma, Manny watching uh, Hellraiser when he was, you know. <laughs> You know, you're 10 and that movie leaves an indelible mark in your, you know, childhood psychology. And then 20 years later, you're like, oh, the new Hellraiser is coming out. So they, they know, like, they have an engine built in where they they'll... Know. And Nikki, your last name is Trends. You should know all about this. So it's all about trends. Like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. when you're a kid and you're 10 and you're watching something and you love it, they're going to know 20 years later, oh, that person is now 30 and they have disposable income. And so let's try to. All right. So, you know, is there a remake that has come out that you were just like so disappointed by that you were like, this should never have been made. This is a disgrace to the original. I have one. I, I, you know, I. I, it's funny. I kind of watch movies that I know I'll like. Um, really? And there That's, are... Antonio, that is cheating. It's not. It's not. Um, but, like, you know, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you some cases where I was very afraid of the remake and that I was pleasantly surprised. 
so again, I'm a horror guy. I love horror movies. Um, you know, they get my white blood cells up and running, which actually scary movies physically like do increase your white blood cell count. Yeah. Just from the fear reaction. Um, but uh, I saw Evil Dead and I was like, Evil Dead 2 is like one of the greatest movies ever. How the fuck are they going to make an Evil Dead remake and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. I had such a fun time watching that movie. It was, it was scary. such a great, scary. Yeah. I, had, I had actually a friend. I, I went to that movie. I went to the fucking movie theater, and I love going to the fucking movie. Th Please support your movie theaters. Please support going to you know the little theaters. Like I will say that through and through till the day I die. Support your theaters. Um, but I went to see Evil Dead with my best friend and his girlfriend, and we had like primo seats, so we were like in the smack middle of it. Couldn't escape it. Credits come up. And the dude and his girl literally left the theater right before the movie even started. That's how scared they were of Evil Dead. And I was like, "What? What are you guys doing? Like, what? Why? Why are you like what?" Uh, but yeah, Evil Dead was an awesome um, remake. And actually, Old Boy. Do you guys? You guys know the film Old Boy? No. Do not watch Old Boy. It will make you sick. It's a great film, though. Both yes. the original and the remake. Wait, wait, yes, and I was so scared because the the Korean old boy, which came out in the nineties. Gonna say, old boy is a movie yeah. that you cannot spoil for people. You either watch it or don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it, Manny. This is why we're here. We're in bubble. We're talking about it. But I was really worried. I was I was super worried that it was gonna suck because it was like. But even even still, like it had a great cast. Spike Lee was directing the remake, so I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." I mean, I'm fucking scared that it'll be awful. Such a great movie. It was such a fun time. So yeah, I, I kind of I, I know what I'll like, and I'll go to the theaters, and sometimes I'll be a little disappointed, but for the most part, I generally will see, like, I don't have a sort of, like, you know, this preconceived notion, but I kind of do. I don't know. I don't really, you know, mo movies that I know I won't see yeah. or like, like, I'm not watching Disney movies all the time. I'm not watching, like, you know. <laughs> I, you I know. will yeah. say this. I saw the new It, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but before yeah. I did, he made me watch the old one, and I hated it so much. I thought it was just such a fucking terrible movie. I almost didn't want to watch the new one. I was like, this is the dumbest story. I was just so mad about it. But when I watched the new one, I loved it. I don't know if it was the effects from the old one that I was like, I couldn't get past that. I thought it was like super cheesy or what. But I actually liked the new one more than I liked the old one. That that And that makes sense because I feel the same way about this because I was worried about Prey. When it came out on Hulu, the pre the pre same Predator, same yeah, I was super super worried for that. But I was very surprised at how good it was. And on top of that, they did something on that remake, if you want to call it a remake, 
that I appreciate about remakes if they do it right. And it's when they enhance the source, mm. not just carbon copy it. Mm. So I loved that if, if you were a fan of the first Predator film, you know that one of the characters is Native American. So it completely connects everything. Mm. And I love when they do that with films. When they don't, when they just carbon copy it, it's like, I'm just going to watch the original. <laughs> right. Like, they would never remake Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. I thought that. And then Due Day came out. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. Wait, is that... Mm. The guy, the, the writer was inspired. It's very by similar. Me. Yeah, it's very similar. Except a pregnant lady. <laughs> except pregnant lady. <laughs> Instead of home for Thanksgiving, you know? So you mentioned yeah. your you know, supporting movie theaters. Have you heard this story about how, like, AMC now wants to try this weird payment of, like, if you want really good seats, you have to pay more money. The ticketeering. For the tic- oh, ticketeering. What are, what are your thoughts about that? That's what I love about your guys' show. You guys are are, are so on the, on, the, on the tap of everything yeah. going yeah. on. <laughs> I love it. Um... Yeah, what can I do? You know, uh, can't really do much. I have, uh, you know, I, I'm at a point where I have the, well, two things. I do have the AMC pass, which mm-hmm. kind of lets me see, like, I think it's three movies a week oh, at my. AMC theaters. So you do have to pay extra, though, I noticed, for, it's like a dollar or two extra if oh, you nice. want, like, a nice middle seat. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. What were, what were but then first started coming out though. Say again. What were your thoughts when they first started doing that, or when they first announced it? Oh, it's you know, theater industry has definitely gone through a lot of changes after 2020. So they're just trying to you know, they're just trying to get more cash. Uh, so I'm a movie lover. I don't mind, you know, giving it a little extra to see a movie um you know that's the reason i even though i have amc i'll sometimes will go to an indie theater or an art house theater and the snacks might be a little overpriced or the ticket might be a little overpriced but you know i'm supporting that theater so i don't mind it that much um and it's not it's kind of dumb but at least it's not like um I don't have to share my password or I don't have to, when I, when I go to the theater, I don't have to log into my Wi-Fi in a specific area. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I listen to you guys. I listen to the show. By the way, I love how you guys are, are always sunny freaks. Cause I am a big, uh, always sunny yeah. guy. By the oh, way, yes. 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 That's yes. a whole different conversation we could have. <laughs> we could talk for hours about that. Let me ask you. Yeah, I know we're way over, but I feel like I could talk to you guys for right. the longest right. time. You guys are awesome. Let me ask you real quick. Talking about movie theaters, though. Um, so lately, they have like 10 different type of screens you can pick from. Mm-hmm. Is there a type, like when it comes to like real D or 3D or... This new thing I heard about Screen X, where it's like four different screens. What's what's something you prefer, or like the cinema, the cinema dining, where there's like a whole dining experience in the film? What do you? What's your go-to theater experience? Uh, 
I all right. So I'm a New Yorker, mm-hmm. and there is one IMAX theater in New York. It's in Lincoln Square that puts all other IMAX theaters to shame. I'm talking about like the screen is like 80 by 100. It's like eight stories tall or whatever. So even if I go see an IMAX movie in a different theater, I'll be like, yeah, this isn't this isn't really Lincoln Square. It's more of it's Limax. It's not IMAX. Yeah. Uh, IMAX. But I. I, li- I like the reclining seats. I like the Dolby. I like, um, I do love, I just started going to Alamo Draft House yeah. theaters. And they are so much fun. They are, um, the one in Brooklyn has like a little bar inside and they have these like, these niche sort of things that only speak to movie lovers and people that love going to the movies. So, um, and, and also, you know, just going to different art house theaters too, like they're, they're all fun. They're all different. They're all quirky and I'm a cult movie guy. So of course I'm going to love the weird. I'm going to love the offbeat. I'm going to love kind of like the, the different from the ordinary kind of movie going experience. Um, but in terms of overall depends on the movie, but I'd say IMAX, Lincoln square, New York nice. city, nothing better than just seeing a movie on a gigantic screen. Yeah. Do you ever go to like, um, like when they do movies in the parks with the outside? Yeah, man, why not? I might meet my future wife there, who knows? Oh yeah, yeah right? It's That's not a good. fest, it's not a fest. Let's just hope, right, that, that everybody's enjoying it that yeah. way. <laughs> I love the movies there, but we went recently to, um, well not recently, maybe like a year ago, we went to one for Selena. Oh yeah, yeah. That was years ago. We and, she, and she had to get up and start doing the dance. Okay. Well, first of all, it's a great movie. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. J Lo killed it. Like, it's just a good movie. So yes, if you don't dance or sing the songs to it, how are you even really watching it? That's a movie that her and I can always go back to and enjoy. Is there is there a movie you always go back to? Uh, by the way, Alamo does do the Selena sing-along movies every once in a while. We're going. So there is a screening. I was I was telling someone about this, but they Alamo Drafthouse has such an interesting film program because they show old movies, but they also do like things where like they do the Selena sing-along version, where you actually go to the theater and you sing "Bidi Bidi Bom Bom" and all this. Like it's we it's awesome. It's awesome. So definitely movie. look for that. We're gonna. I just. I just circled it. <laughs> look for that, Nikki. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get my boosty caca ready. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Oh my god. Back I'm to really the question: excited. Is there a movie <laughs> you go back to? I mean, lately, I I love I love seeing. Um, I can always go to the um, MCU and. DC universe movie. Like if there's a fucking superpower or a cape involved, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I can always watch those movies for fun. Um, but uh, in terms of going back and just like, you know, my, my favorite movies, my, and I'm going to ask you guys this cause I'm going to flip the tables a little bit. I'm going to ask you your favorite movies, but uh, kill bill, uh, yes. big Lebowski, Anchorman, Scarface, Fight Club. I can always go back and kind of like, you know, get into that world and be just sort of like transfixed by that movie or what have you. So 
But what are what are your guys's? I want to hear some of your guys's top. What's in your top five? It's hard. I try to do a top ten list, and every time I write a top ten list, I have to write it in pencil because I'll always go back and change something. And if you've seen both of these movies, I'm gonna clap for you. First one, I will always, no matter what, if it is on, I am sitting down. I'm calling out of work to watch this. Adventures in Babysitting. God. Ooh. Is that Elizabeth Shue? Classic Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Also, also, the guy who plays Fozzie Nelson in the Daredevil show, he plays the guy that the little girl thought was Thor. MCU connection. Mm. Second film. I will always watch this no matter what. Um, Hamlet 2. He made me watch Hamlet 2. Interesting. One Interesting film. Movies ever. He made me watch and you see wow. it. Wow. I have, I saw it um, when I was, so I remember when Netflix just had the envelopes and you had the red envelopes coming into your house and you were like, oh, what fucking movie is, what monthly plan did I pay for three movies at a time, five movies at a time? So I did see, (laughs) no, well, that's when I saw Hamlet too, although I should revisit it. It was really funky when I watched it, very, very off be very quirky. I should rewatch it. It's been a minute. But I have seen it. Manny, I swear I swear to you, I swear to the heavens, the universe, the, the Gaia, I have seen that movie. I love number that. three. Number three, I guess I could always go back to to Terminator 2, Judgment Day. It takes forever to watch because it's like it's like a three-hour movie, but it makes so much. It's like it's like a movie you could just watch and just talk about. Yeah, like you could pause every scene and every scene it has a subject we're talking about. All right, four. Yeah. Oh man, now it is getting harder. Um, jeez, number four. I'm gonna go out, have to go with an animated film. I watch this every Thanksgiving. Uh, the Prince of Egypt. Interesting. Prince of Egypt. So when that movie came out, DreamWorks animation in effect in the house. For kids, my parents, that was one of the first movies my parents took the whole family to go watch when it came out. So we all went to go watch it, and it was around Thanksgiving that it came out. And Mm -hmm. ever since then, every Thanksgiving, me and my brothers would watch it together. All right, number five. Number five. Oh my God! Now it's and how and how beautiful is that, right? That even even though like that's the thing about movies, right? Is they can always kind of like take you back. That's why you made this, right? So people can be taken back. Yes. Cinephile catalog, people get that book. (laughs) Second, just because now that I'm bringing it up, there was a line in the in the introduction of the book that you wrote. First of all, you wrote the introduction, right? I did. Greeting, peace all around, right? That's right. There's world, a- world peace and unconditional and unconditional love. That's that's what I'm all, all about. Here's here's the part that really stood out to me, and I want you to elaborate on it. Movies show us as a people. What 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 like what did you think when you were writing that? Because that line really stood out to me. Yeah, man, it's um. It's, the, it, it, I don't know what I was thinking. 
when I wrote it, it came out. I'm sure it was like the 30th draft of the introduction that I came up with that when I came up with that um, sentence. But they do. They, they show us who we are. They show us why we are. I feel like one of the great things about movies is if you're looking for the why as to why we're here um, in terms of like humanity's why, I feel like movies, you know, tackle that better than most any other media, whether it comes to art, music, um, storytelling and film and storytelling goes back like to oral traditions of, you know, ancient people and then kind of like the, the evolution of art and now to the modern media of, of film and TV. Cause I always like to say like a lot of TV is very cinematic now. Um, it, it, it connects us to sort of like those big questions and it, it helps us, it helps us kind of, it educates us to what's going on. It helps us know like important events that have happened and it shows us, you know, the human spirit as beautiful yeah. and as brutal as loving and as ugly as, you know, being a human is why we're here. We can connect to different movies for different reasons in different ways. You know, like I can't explain it. It just kind of, it answers, it, it connects us. I feel like movies connect us, but they all, and then they unite us because I can talk to a complete stranger about movies for like hours in a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like movies really do a great job of answering that why, that big why. And they do that through showing us in all the different versions of movies, the who, the what, the where, the when, the how. Um, I don't know. It just, it just makes it, it, it simplifies the human experience in a way that we can all connect to and that we can all talk about and, you know, share with other people. So do you have your number five? Oh, yeah. I'm an, oh, man. Now she's thinking about number five. And I, I got another I, question. Because I'm fucking loaded. I'm ready to give you my five. Okay, well, I'm going to go to a random page on here and tell you. We're going to break the record tonight for the longest bubble bath stories episode. Oh, yeah. I feel it. How about this? I'll go onto a random page and tell you if it takes the uh, top ten. Random page. Uh, random page. Wow, have I seen any of these? You're stalling. I'm ready oh to give God. you my five. What are your top five? Because <laughs> I'm. The, I it'll ready. come. It'll come to you. It'll come to you, man. It'll come to you. Right. So I love movies about like ragtag groups of kids because I always wanted to be a part of a ragtag. Mm. So Goonies, <laughs> off top favorite movie. Goonies is a great movie. Boom. Number two, I don't think you've ever seen it. I like it like that. It's from like 19-whatever. It's about a Puerto Rican family. It's very like, ugh, I love it. I love it because I'm from New York. I come from a Puerto Rican family. You know, a single mom and like the whole dynamic of it and just like everybody in your business in the neighborhood and how she goes from just like being someone's woman in a job that she doesn't want, like catapulting to a career where she's dressing, you know, famous, you know, salsa artists. Oh, man, it sounds like it should be number one. Yeah. If, if, if Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda was making movies back then, he would have definitely directed I Like It Like That. Number three. Number three, obviously, Selena, because it just Obviously. <laughs> Don't be judging me like that. Um, bitty bitty bong bong. Yes, I get it. 
Number four, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'll tell you right now. Because Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great so movie. I also Sarah love Sarah. movie. Not so. Wait, it was. Um, I'm thinking of the show. Not the show. It See, was. Um, it was the same person that played Supergirl in the old Supergirl movies. I forget yeah. her name. Starts with a K. <sighs> well, needless to say, my dad, t- I also really enjoyed movies with strong female leads. And that definitely was, not- I was like, I want to be a vampire slave. Like, I want to slay vampires. And then the fifth one would be the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm talking about with the guys. Mm. And then, yeah. you know, because it was like, it was so good. You can't say that that that's movie is probably, not a good movie. That's probably one of the best, as far as like back then, one of the best like uses of animatronics and costumes. Like I don't but think also, they can do better. But also the emotions that they how they wrote it, where you know these turtles have like such deep emotions and like the sibling bond that they have with each other, even though they're so different. Raphael's story, awesome. I mean, come up, just like. One of the best movies ever. Like the scene where he's like, Splinter! Michelangelo! You know what? Yeah, I like Good choice. Wow, she had her I locked him up. I mean, obviously, super bad. And I think about that New Line Cinema and like that opening New Line Cinema. I always associate with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just so dirty and grimy and old school New York-y. Yeah, yeah. They had to do a story. They had to actually write a story where this new team is all the cinematic. It's all the uh, effects. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> That's an awesome top five, I have to say. I have yeah, to say. Have five. That, that is a, <laughs> it, five is hard to pick because there's so many. See, we're cinephiles. Yeah. We're cinephiles. So five, four was hard. Up to four is hard to pick. I mean, I can sit here and say I love... Uh, Forrest Gump, but who doesn't love Forrest Gump? Superbad is also on my top template. I mean, I also developed a crush on Jonah Hill, and that's when I realized I really like funny guys, but I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was, like, so well-written, and it was, like, also a moment where I was so proud of all of them because eventually they went on to movies where they were at a, sitting at tables with A-list celebrities yeah. and getting those, like, accolades. But are you still looking for your fifth one? No, no. There was a you put a list of movies that like that sucked. Uh, I wanted. To I do that you. for every year for all the years. I do that. Yeah. So like we only received twenty in twenty twenty one, but uh, yes. on until like twenty nineteen, I think. Anyways, you put down that Medea's big happy. Oh, Medea's family funeral movie sucked. Is that the worst Medea movie? <laughs> I have not seen. I think I've seen one Medea movie. To be perfectly really? honest, I I got a lot of that. So the movies that suck sections, yeah, which I'm sure I will get so much slack for in the next like in every iter. If I talk to someone that's a real movie lover and they like say like, "How the fuck did you put that movie in the this movie sucks section?" Uh, I only just did it from reviews and from Razzie nominations and all that stuff. So it was very, that list was very like scholarly in terms of like research. <laughs> I I have a couple of movies that I like that are in the, this movie sucks section. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I feel like, but, you know, 
And some of them they make sense, like cats. Nobody like cats, but Hellboy. Bro, you didn't like Hellboy. <laughs> but you see, Manny, that's the thing. Some people will say they love cats and yeah. they like and they hated Hellboy. So I, I, you know, it's 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 subjective. You're gonna put a poll up at Hellboy. Yeah, we're gonna ask. And we're gonna tell you that who, who likes cats. Yeah, who likes cats? I need to know. I need to know who those people are. Let me ask you real quick. Um, I mean, people like The Room too. People like uh, some of these yeah. terrible yes. movies. You know. How long is your Netflix queue? Ooh. It's ridiculously long. Are you ever gonna get through it? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I will, to be honest. But uh, you know, I got this done, so I'm just happy with life. I could die tomorrow and be happy that my book like came out, so that's fine. I don't know if I'll ever get to all the movies in my queue. I hope I do, um, because that list is just frighteningly long. It's yeah, yeah it's terrible. But that's kind of one of the reasons why I wrote the book, too, because I, I wanted to kind of get my movie lover head organized in a way that I could go and, like, just kind of, like, mark stuff for later or highlight stuff or what <laughs> Antonio, thank you so much for joining us, first and foremost. Congratulations on the book. Let people know where they thank can you. find you, where they can find the book, where they could DM you to be like, you're lying, Cats is amazing. Cats is amazing. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh. I'm on. I'm on Instagram at uh, at Cinema NYC. Uh. So you can find all. Like I do, kind of put a post every week for all the movies that just come out. In case you want to know, like what movies come out, I do that every single week. Uh. So that's at Cinema NYC at Instagram, and then of course at uh the Cinephile Catalog on Instagram where I put updates about the book. And then on Twitter, you can find me on, um, again, at Cinema NYC and at TCC Book. And then hopefully, you know, as the weeks and months go on and I do a little more marketing, I can kind of spread the word to different places like TikTok and LinkedIn. Facebook. Make sure that everybody knows that this book is out. And the best way we could do that is if you follow us on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Bubble Bath Stories. You can find me at Got No Time for This. And you can find me at Nikki Trends on Instagram. Antonio, thank you again for joining us. We are super excited and we can't wait to get our copy of the book. Yeah. So no, we're gonna, we're gonna have yes. to do it. Well, there's going to be a lot of fighting in this house. Guys, I'm sending you a copy. I'll send you a full copy to blow your minds. And you know Let's what? keep this conversation going. Let's keep Love it going. The way I, feel, I think we need to end people with an argument without explanations, just because you're okay. wearing the shirt. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Most Return of the Jedi. All right, you guys. We'll go ahead and argue about that, <laughs> and we'll talk to you later. Gonna get Bye. so much shit for that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks a lot, man.